Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. And with that, we welcome you inside of Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman. And welcome back to the program, Mr. EY Eric Young. What's happening, man? Here we are, boys. Uh, I'm off the the day-to-day list with an upper body injury, uh, my throat, and uh, and I'm back. I'm back. He's back, I didn't get fired. How is that? Uh, how's your how's your throat feeling, man? It's uh, it's feeling good. This is uh, probably the fastest I can remember bouncing back. Uh, I, I worked last night in Chicago, so all is well. Wow, that's awesome! Already back to already back to work uh, with both your day job uh, and your side job. You know you play hockey this week, so EY is everywhere as always. Frankie, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Fun game last night from one side of that game, Greg. Uh, sure, we'll get into that. It was a lot of fun. How are you doing, buddy? How'd you sleep last night? I slept. Uh, I slept pretty well. I slept pretty well. Good to hear. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, the I slept well because I had no implications from last night's game. Right. I watched the game, and my my lovely wife uh, is a maniac. She's a maniac. Right. So she went in. She went in, and was like. Probably going to lose. But she had Baltimore defense against Mark Andrews and Robert Woods. I don't remember how much she was up going in. It doesn't matter. But she watched this game like her life depended on it. And like, oh, I go, this is what this has become. Like, oh, like, I've created a monster. She cares more than you, Greg. I think she does. I really think she does. Does she want to come in and host? It was, she was, she was going to, she's going to call in this week and ask you a question. She don't want to ask me the question. She wants to ask you a question. You as well, Eric. She doesn't care about me. She's a very Makes important, sense. She's, yeah, I agreed. She has a very important question. She, has, she asked me when we can call in. I told her you can call in at any point. I don't think she remembers, of course, that uh, we're off Thursday and Friday. Uh, <laughs> and tomorrow, she's not going to remember to do it, and certainly not today. So I will ask the question tomorrow if she doesn't call in. How's that? Uh, that's fine. Uh, she can also message me on Facebook if she wants to. It's perfectly fine. She texts you. We're not friends on Facebook. She can send me a text message. She can take over your phone. Whatever she wants. I am here to help Judy out. All right. So, Hopefully help her out. So basically, we watched, the game was 42-6 to six last night, right? 
And maybe it was more than that. Was 45. 45. Six, six. Tucker had a late field goal, right? Um, and I watched every minute of this game because of her. That's what it came down to. Every minute. She couldn't have Cooper Cup score a touchdown against her defense, and she was playing Cup. I thought, what? She was playing Cup. And he did it. And she won. She ended up winning. Wow. So now she is tied <laughs> for the sixth seed in her, in her league. When is she in next week? Yeah, this is a big week, man. Big week. This is a big week for a lot of fantasy football owners. Not only do a lot of people have to win themselves, Greg, they need a lot of other things to go right for them in terms of their league mates. You know, people playing spoiler, knocking other teams off. There's a lot of tiebreakers this time of year. It goes to points scored. I mean, we're really, really paying close attention to nitpicking. I sent this out earlier today. I'm the commissioner of my home league, and I, I put the top six playoff teams as of now, and then the teams that are right outside looking in, and our final playoff spot is determined by points. There's like three teams that are decided by 20, 30 points right now. So this is really going to come down to the wire. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people that are in similar predicaments. So uh, it's going to be a very eventful week 13 for fantasy football, Greg. That's for sure. But before we move on to week 13, I want to just put a bow on week 12. Uh, EY, Mark Jackson is very good at football. Yeah, it would appear that way. I feel like... Uh... The, the the honeymoon time is over. Um, really, I mean, he, he's changing the way the quarterback position is played. I mean, he's considered one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. He had 100 and what, 129 yards? I mean, that sounds insane, but it's just the reality of it. Um, I'm not going to talk about Michael Vick because I promised myself I wouldn't. I hate that guy's guts. It will never be over for me. I don't care uh, what anyone thinks. Uh, it, and Lamar Jackson is double the athlete and double the quarterback that he ever was. Michael, Michael Vick comparisons aside, Lamar Jackson is taking the league by storm this year. The perfect situation. Changing per- football. Per- yeah, you're absolutely right. Fantasy football, the perfect offensive coordinator, the perfect coach, the perfect system. Everything has come up right for Lamar Jackson. And Frank, was ta- Frank and I were talking before the show started. There is a legitimate case. I was talking about it with uh, some friends earlier. that He should be 1-1 next year. Superflex league, yep. no doubt about it. Normal league, a standard league, a PPR league, whatever. There is a legitimate case to make, and I proved it to Frank, that he should be the first overall pick. Yeah, it's going to be a discussion, a fun one, heading into next year. I tweeted this out earlier. Drink, his on-pace numbers updated. On pace for over 3,500 passing yards, 35 passing touchdowns. Almost 1,300 rushing yards, which he's going to break the record. Michael Vick holds it for right around 1,050 yards. And... Between eight and nine rushing touchdowns. He's on pace for 8.7. So let's just give him eight rushing touchdowns. This guy is an RB1, 1,300 rushing yards, and eight or nine touchdowns with a QB1. I mean, it's insane. He is breaking fantasy football. You've heard it once. You've heard it a million times. But we have to remind people that as of now, he is averaging 28 fantasy points per game. That's in four points per passing touchdown leagues. That is the highest mark among quarterbacks, among all players in NFL history from a fantasy football perspective. I mean, this is actually insane stuff that is going on. Now, things could change in the offseason. People are talking about, you know, Greg Roman potentially getting a head coaching job. So, you know, if he has a new scheme, a new offensive system that he has to adapt to going into next year, that is obviously going to change things. But I think as of now, the way things are playing out, in Superflex League, he's definitely in play for the 101 with Christian McCaffrey. And, you know, even in non-Superflex League, just your standard, you know, half-point PPR, full PPR league, 
Lamar Jackson is a first-round pick, potentially even a top-five selection, Greg. It is crazy, man. He's not just a quarterback. He is a running back, a top-ten running back, a top-ten quarterback. He's awesome. Lamar Jackson's amazing. The Rams are not. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Back with you, BFFs. All together, reunited for the first time in a while. He's Frank. He's Eric. You got a Derrick Henry jersey? Is that what that is? You know it. You know it. First round, write it down. We actually had a very spirited Derrick Henry discussion yesterday, EY, where we were making the case for Derrick Henry to be a first-round pick, regardless of him not catching passes. You know, we could say the same thing for a running back, a running back who played last night, Greg. Mark Ingram. Doesn't catch many passes. It doesn't matter. He rushes for a lot of yards, plays in the top-scoring offense in the NFL right now, averaging 35 points per game. When your team scores that much, and you have that many scoring opportunities, and you're the go-to running back in the red zone, you can overcome the deficiencies as a pass catcher from a fantasy football perspective. And I think we have to start to remind ourselves that when it comes to players like Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram. Absolutely. Points are points. Points are points. He's right. Uh, You know who doesn't score points? The Rams. They, yeah, <laughs> you, you got it. It's the Los what Angeles happened? Rams. You know, Frank, you pointed out to me last week when we were talking about Cooper Cup in an extended conversation, and you said, listen, I don't want any part of this Rams offense right now. I don't want to buy in. And, and last night, I knew they were facing a Ravens defense, defense that's been pretty good, but they are awful. Jared Goff is awful. This Rams offense, Sean McVay, awful. There's not a single player in the Rams offense that I want on my team as we head into the playoffs. Yeah, and it's hard to argue against that. I heard the guys on the Fantasy Football Frenzy talking about this. Jared Goff has not thrown a touchdown since October. It is November 26th. What is going on? This guy has zero touchdown passes and five interceptions over his last three games. This offense is just a mess right now, Greg. The offensive line has been beat up all season long. They talked about this on the broadcast last night, too. I mean, this team is about to enter cap hell, too, because they have so much money tied up in Jared Goff and in Todd Gurley, and they're going to have to pay Jalen Ramsey, and now you're going to have deficiencies across the rest of your roster. You know, when you're that top-heavy on your team in terms of salary, you're not going to be able to pay offensive linemen. You're not going to be able to play uh, pay those peripheral pieces. Aaron Donald making a lot of money for this team as well. You know, the linebackers are going to suffer, the safeties, the, the offensive linemen. I mean, this is... This is a really, really tough situation the Rams got themselves into here, and they have no one to blame but themselves. They didn't have to go out and trade for Ramsey. Yes, they had to pay for Aaron Donald, but, I mean, this situation with Jared Goff, he's been brutal this year. 11 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. It's hurting the rest of the pass catchers on this team. Sean McVay, Greg, we spoke about this downstairs as well. For whatever reason, since the Super Bowl, Bill Belichick has figured out this Rams offense, and it has set the blueprint for every other defense in the NFL to figure out this team, this team's offense because they haven't been able to figure it out. There's no adjustments here, Greg, and it doesn't look like it's changing anytime soon. Absolutely. There's no, there is seemingly no hope right now 
for this Rams offense and just turning it around. Jared Gossman, brutal. I've asked Frank a couple times about if we can see Blake get in there. And he said, due to the financial commitment, he just doesn't see it. And no, it's not going to happen. I mean, when you have that much money tied up in Jared Goff, I mean, if you were to bench Jared Goff at this point with how much money he is making, I mean, what do you, you know, what message does that send Jared Goff, the rest of the organization? And, you know, look, Blake Bortles isn't the answer either. I think it starts at the top. Sean McVay has to, you know, find ways to once again get creative, get the ball out of Jared Goff's hands quickly, and, and let these pass catchers uh, make plays after the catch, Craig. Let's continue on. But not from last night. I want to move on to the waiver wire this week. Get into it. We're going to talk a little Thanksgiving football uh, today on the program as well. Let's start. Frank, who is your top waiver wire pickup this week heading into week 13? So, you know, I think you can make the argument for the running backs. Rashad Penny, Benny Snell, Daryl Williams. I think they make a lot of sense. But I'm actually going to go with somebody on EY's team. And that's A.J. Brown. I, I think Brown is the top waiver wire ad this week. He's been treated like the wide receiver one for this team. We spoke about him a little bit yesterday, Greg. Four receptions, 135 yards, and a touchdown on five targets. All of those receiving numbers led the Tennessee Titans this past week. He's got some good matchups coming up. Facing the Colts this week, we just saw what DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller did against them on Thursday Night Football in Week 12. And then after that, he gets the Raiders, the Texans, the Saints. Uh, in the games that Ryan Tannehill has started, he is leading the team in targets, receptions, receiving yards, tied for, tied for first in touchdowns as well. For me, it's A.J. Brown. Der uh, EY, when it comes to you, what are you thinking? Uh, do you agree that it's A.J. Brown, or are you looking at one of these running backs as the top waiver wire ad this week? Yeah, to me, uh, I'm I'm in lockstep with you. If AJ Brown isn't owned in in your leagues, then and he should be, then yeah, he would be the number one waiver wire. This guy has proven himself. I think he supplanted uh, Corey Davis as the number one. Um, Corey Davis, yeah, it wasn't hard. Yeah, yeah, Corey Davis has all the tools. Uh, that's that's been well documented, well talked about, especially by me on this show and anyone that would be willing to listen to me. Um, but he just hasn't. He was not getting it done on the field. And that, that's just the reality of it. Uh, A.J. Brown is open. A.J. Brown is, is making tough catches. A.J. Brown is making people miss. This is a, a stud player, and he's only going to get better. He's a rookie. So I've kind of done this A.J. Brown thing this year before, right? Like when Ryan Tannehill first came on the scene, we all jumped on Corey Davis. We all jumped on A.J. Brown. I know what A.J. Brown did last week. We talked yesterday about how he's built, right? Or maybe it was on the hurry up. We did too much together. Yep. Um, boy. And I know the matchup's good, for sure. I, and I want A.J. Brown. I do. I don't think he's the number one guy. Like, he's not the guy that, if I'm the most desperate for, I, I take a shot at. I, I believe that guy's probably Benny Snell with the Pittsburgh Steelers. James Conner has said he's not anywhere close to coming back. He needs to rest. He needs more time. Maybe he needs surgery. He's not coming back anytime soon. The Steelers are starting Duck Hodges this week. And while that could be good news for Jalen Samuels, we saw with their game plan last week against Cincinnati, a game that, by the way, that wasn't like they were blowing Cincinnati out, right? Like, it was a close game throughout. And they relied on Benny Snell with a career high in carries and snaps and yada, yada, yada. I think if you're desperate this week, you need one guy to start. I think it's Benny Snell. Sound the police, Greg, because I'm about to give you a cop-out here. 
there you go. But I think it depends on what position you need, obviously, right? Like Rashad Penny and Benny Snell are at the top of the list. Benny Snell, I think if you need a running back this week, makes a lot of sense. You can have success running against the Cleveland Browns, of, unless, of course, your name is Kalen Balazs. But that is the way to attack this Browns defense, is running the ball. I don't think that they want Devlin Hodges to throw the ball all that much. Yes, he made a big play with James Washington, but... They are going to rely on the running backs. It's going to be Benny Snell mixed in. It's going to be, you know, we'll get some Jalen Samuels, some Trey Edmonds, but I think Benny Snell is the guy. Rookie fourth-round pick, he's a stronger back. He's a between-the-tackles runner. Not going to do a lot in the passing game, but 21 carries, 98 yards, led this team with 35 snaps. The next closest running back was Jalen Samuels with 21 snaps. So if you need a running back to play specifically this week, I think that Benny Snell is the guy. If you need a running back for the rest of the season, who might have more upside, I think it's Rashad Penny. Because I truly believe that we are one more fumble away, Greg. We are one injury away. And Chris Carson has not been the model of health. He has been this season. And Chris Carson has been awesome. You know, I don't I don't want to overstate the fumbles. They obviously matter. But everything else he's done this year from a workload perspective, catching the ball out of the backfield, Chris Carson has been amazing. I don't want to downplay that. But if he fumbles again, or if he gets hurt... Rashad Penny, Greg, is in a prime position here on a really good offense with the Seattle Seahawks. They have the fifth highest rush percentage in the NFL. He has the pedigree. He has the explosiveness. Three games this year, he's been given eight or more carries. In those games, he's averaging 7.7 yards per carry. So when he's given the opportunity, he's come through for the Seattle Seahawks. I think, to me, those are your top three ads in a vacuum. Penny, Benny Snell, and A.J. Brown. Who you bid on most or who you put as your top waiver wire ad is dependent on what you need most this week. So I think there's more to that. I'll, I'll get into it in a moment. I was just watching, um, as you were talking, Evan Silva just tweeted out that uh, how uh, Rashad Penny almost got Russell Wilson killed. Like, he had no idea where to start before the play started. Wilson snaps the ball. Penny sees a blocker coming, standing right next to the block, uh, right next to the defender, rather, and goes out for a pass route. The guy just mauls Russell Wilson. That's part of the reason Rashad Penny doesn't play as much as Chris Carson does. But you want to put running backs and wide receivers? I think you're right. Penny, Snell, and A.J. Brown. But I don't think that's where it ends. Because I think a lot of us need a tight end. And I think you could certainly make a case, EY, the top pickup this week isn't Benny Snell or A.J. Brown or Rashad Penny. Top pickup this week may be Jack Doyle without Eric Ebron out for the rest of the year. There's a case. T.Y. Hilton potentially not playing this week. There is a case to be made for Doyle. We'll talk about that and some other players we don't want you to have during the leftover portion of the week. So you got to do it right now. We'll tell you who those guys are when we return. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more.
You want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire, then let DailyRoto.com stuff your pockets with cash on Thursday, Thanksgiving. Get your free trial with the promo code STUFFING to unlock a free seven-day elite. E-elite. Leverage in Daily Roto's optimizer and industry-leading fantasy projections and learn from the game's best TFS players. Don't be a target. Get your free trial. This is DailyRoto.com's seven-day Elite membership promo code is stuffing for a free trial. New customers only. The offer expires at the end of November. The elite. The the elite. All right, Frankie. I went to break talking about my man, Jackie D. EY, are you buying Jack Doyle as the top waiver wire pick of this week? Well, with Ebron out um, and the Tennessee Titans, uh, they have given up some some pretty good numbers to tight ends. So, yeah, that, I mean, to me, this in every week, especially now when it's the most important, it's crunch time, uh, trying to get into the playoffs. It just depends on your roster construction. Like, it, you know, adding uh, Rashard Penny, who probably won't start because Carroll's nuts. Uh, and like you said, he almost got Russell Wilson uh, killed. Even though we had that crazy performance, Chris Carson will probably still start. And if he doesn't fumble, he's probably not going to give up the starting position. Jack Doyle will be the starter and maybe the number one pass catcher on a team that has thrown the ball pretty well all year. Yeah, I like Jack Doyle a decent bit as well, Greg. I put him in the poll before the show asking who is the top waiver wire ad this week. Rashad Penny, Benny Snell, A.J. Brown, Jack Doyle. 44% of the vote for Rashad Penny right now. The leading vote-getter, Jack Doyle, just 9% of the vote. But again, it comes down to what you need. If you need a tight end, look, Jack Doyle's probably that tight end who has been on everybody's roster in your league, but now is the time to go back to him because the situation has changed. And it's a right to change your mind on a player when situations change. Eric Ebron landing on IR. T.Y. Hilton potentially not playing this week. And even if he does, he's clearly not healthy. And he might have potentially re-injured himself last week playing on Thursday Night Football as well. So we're looking at a pass-catching core of Zach Pascal, Jack Doyle, Naheem Hines. They need someone to catch passes for this team. And we have seen Jacoby Brissett lean on the tight end, Greg. Over the past three weeks, Ebron had complained about his role. He was seeing 24% of the target share over the last three games. Now... You free that up, and it's going to go more towards Jack Doyle's way. I can see a decent amount of targets here, let's say anywhere from 6 to 10. I think 6 is probably the floor, and 10 being the ceiling here, but I think we're going to see a decent amount of targets for Jack Doyle in this game. I think so, too. I think Jack Doyle, if T.Y. Hilton really doesn't play without Eric Ebron, he'll be a force down the stretch. I'm just trying to figure out in my own league uh, what makes sense to bid, how much to bid for him. How much money do you have left? $15. Fifteen dollars. Yeah, I'd probably put around half of it. Yeah, I think so too. On Jack Doyle. I think. I think. Or so too. actually, no, I'd probably put only about three dollars. I think so too. I think so too. <laughs> I know. I actually know that some people are listening. They texted me that they're listening to the show. So. Oh, all right. So sorry. You're gonna have to up your bid now, Greg. Yeah, all right, man. It is. It, it, it is what it is. But but like those guys that we talked about, the Doyles, the the Snells, the Pennies, and the AJ Browns. Like, those are the guys, right? Like those are clearly the the players that you you want to pick up. Ey, if you have to choose one of those four, who's the one guy you want more than anybody? Oh, geez. Uh, AJ Brown. Oh, that was a shock. Is he wearing I'm wearing AJ? a Titans jersey. Wearing <laughs> not, a tit- not just Titans jersey. You got Titans batter behind you, Titans helmet, Titans stickers. Yeah, I mean, and look, I mean, for me, th- that 
it, like I'm saying, in roster construction, I'm looking uh, at, at leagues where I'm trying to hustle and trying to, to, to get into the playoffs. That's that's what it is right now. That's what, you know, people that are, are listening to the show or are, are looking at stuff online, it's people that are in the, are in the panic and, and uh, coming off a big game like that where I think Indy's going to score regardless. Brissett has looked good. Tight, uh, the Titans are going to have to score. And, and uh, there's an obviously obvious chemistry between Tannehill and A.J. Brown. So that's that's a guy that I think I would trust this week, and that's who I would go after. If I had to if I had to choose right now, but for me, like I said, number one, it's roster construction. Greg, I am not a Titans fan, and I would also take A.J. Brown. I think not only can he help you this week against the Indianapolis Colts, I really like that schedule down the stretch. He's been the go-to guy for Ryan Tannehill. Corey Davis not making enough plays. We thought Jonu Smith was going to be a thing last week. That ended up not working out. I think A.J. Brown is the player that can do the most in terms of helping you this week and the rest of the fantasy football playoffs, Greg. One name that I think would normally be in the leftovers section of the program, but instead we talk about him today, Chase Edmonds with the Cardinals. I know Kenny and Drake's out there. I know David Johnson's out there. But last time we saw Chase Edmonds, he was pretty awesome for Arizona. He was dropped in a lot of leagues after the emergence of Drake and with David Johnson coming back. If he was dropped, Frank, I know it's a three-headed committee in Arizona. I know the Rams suck, too. Maybe Chase Evans is the guy. Maybe not. Worth picking up. I would take the other two running backs over him. I, I would take Daryl Williams over him as well. We know that LaShawn McCoy has been in concussion protocol. Last time we saw Damian Williams, he left with a rib injury. And if you're giving me a three-headed running back by committee, I'd rather take one of the running backs that is on the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Not that the Cardinals have been bad. They are very good. But I really don't know what to expect from the Cardinals uh, running backs moving forward. I still think Kenyon Drake is going to get a lot have no idea how they're going to use David Johnson because he had another week to get healthy. So he should be good to go, but now Chase Edmonds is coming back in the mix. Uh, there's a lot of running backs here, Greg. I would also take Naheem Hines ahead of him. You know, it doesn't look like Marlon Mack is coming back anytime soon, and he just had 11 touches last week. He played 33% of the snaps. He's going up against the Titans this week, who have allowed 72 receptions. That is the second most. Uh, I think it's a decent call on Chase Edmonds, maybe in the deeper league, but... I would take the other two running backs. I would take Darrell Williams, and I would take Naheem Hines over him as well. All right. Uh, Eli, what about you when it comes to Chase Edmonds? Yeah, I'm not interested. Um, I believe, I really believe that that David Johnson is hurt, and they're not telling us. Uh, he's looked bad. Even when he did carry the ball very limitedly over the last couple weeks, he looks like he's running in mud. He does not look like the same athlete. There's something wrong with him, uh, and I think he's injured. But... I think it's going to be Kenyon Drake's spot to, to to start and get the bulk of the carries, and David Johnson will be the backup. Yeah, I agree. When it comes to the Cardinals running backs, you know, we just don't know what it's going to be necessarily, but uh, Kenyon Drake probably going to lead the team, and then we, you know, we could potentially see a, you know, 50%. 25-25, yeah. right, where it's the, the bulk is going to Kenyon Drake, and then they'll split up the rest between David Johnson and Chase Edmonds. Uh, it's just a really messy I'm situation. just saying, man, if you have someone to drop now, you do it now before next week. That's all. Sure, yeah, I mean, we end of your bench stats, see what happens. Um, yeah, I think it makes sense. Again, this Cardinals offense is playing really well. Uh, I just prefer some of those other running backs instead, but they might already be owned in your league. We gave you the running backs. We gave you a tight end in Jack Doyle. A.J. Brown is a top wide receiver. Are there any other wide receivers that's worth picking up? Yeah, I like Cole Beasley. I think that he is interesting for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he had a monster game in Week 12, led the team in targets with nine, had six catches for 76 yards and a touchdown, 36% target share in that game. 
And, you know, since their week seven, week six buys from week seven on, he has at least 74 yards or a touchdown in five of six games. So Cole Beasley has been pretty consistent. Targets will be there. We've seen some slot receivers perform well against the Dallas Cowboys. And it is the revenge game. I think that the Buffalo Bills are going to make it a thing to get Cole Beasley in the end zone against his former team, the Dallas Cowboys, on Thanksgiving. So I do like Cole Beasley. There are a few other names out there that I find interesting. Chris Conley going up against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Darius Slayton with Golden Tate in concussion protocol. James Washington had the long touchdown last week with Devlin Hodges as the quarterback. He will quarterback again this week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then Russell Gage, who just had season highs across the board. So, EY, I'll throw this one back your way. Between Chris Conley, Darius Slayton, James Washington, and Russell Gage, which one of those peripheral outside wide receivers are you looking at as a potential waiver wire pickup this week? Yeah, I mean, Slayton has been uh, surprising all year when he's been um, somebody that's involved and counted on as he's really produced. There seems to be a chemistry with uh, him and the quarterback in New York. And it's for me, like that's that's just who I would take out of that group. That's who I would trust the most. Yeah, I think Slayton is interesting, Greg. Over the past four games, obviously he had that monster game, but Slayton is second on the Giants with 65.4 PPR points over their past four games behind only Golden Tate. He has more fantasy points than Saquon Barkley over the last four games, so he has been involved. Golden Tate is hurt. They probably, you know, if Golden Tate can't go, they'll probably put Sterling Shepard back into the slot, and there's a clear rapport between Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton. We say this a lot, Greg. Sure. You know, they likely played together throughout training camp, throughout preseason, because they were both backups together, and it seems like it has translated into the regular season now. Absolutely. There's a connection between Darius Slayton and Daniel Jones, for sure. Uh, it's obviously real. Before we hit the break, Frank, uh, your defense this week, the top defense that you can pick up uh, to stream, the New York Jets, both this week and next week, face Cincinnati this week, and they face... Did you throw any water, any cold water on that with Andy Dalton now starting for the Cincinnati Bengals? Their offense should be better with him. Sure, but it won't be good. Okay, all right, I'm, they, I'm just throwing it out They there. lost like seven games <laughs> with Andy Dalton. They, they did indeed. So, yeah, the Jets still a top <laughs> defense pickup, but knowing if you're going to the playoffs and you want them next week, how aggressive do you want to be on this? When it comes to the Jets... Yeah, I mean, being able to have them for your play-in game and then for the first round of the playoffs, that is pretty damn tasty. You know, look, I don't like to break the bank for a defense, but depends how much money you have left, you know, four or five bucks. I mean, that's usually the most I'm willing to spend on a defense. So, uh, depends how much money you have left, but look into it. They are someone that can potentially help you swing weeks. Look, this Jets defense has played better as of late. Craig Williams has them playing very, very well. You know, they've lost a lot of pieces and are still playing uh, up to a a pretty good level. So Jamal Adams has led that defense, Greg. A few other defenses I like just for this week, this week, the Eagles going up against the Dolphins, I think makes a lot of sense. Carolina against Washington and Dwayne Haskins. And then the Cleveland Browns. If you picked them up last week to face off against the Dolphins, you have them this week against the Duck, Devlin Hodges. Maybe they, uh, they face the Bengals anytime soon as well? I'm not sure. I can look Good. that up for you, though. Uh, if they face Lamar soon, you probably want to drop him for that. I think they still might face the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, that's in week 16. Um, we have the... Look at this. We, we might have a three-way. A back-to-back-to-back for the Cleveland Browns. Dolphins last week. Steelers next week. Cincinnati in week 14. So, you're excited about the Miami Dolphins defense. I mean, the Cleveland Browns defense and... I like those next two matchups. Makes sense. Browns and Jets. The defense is the grab. We'll see who the quarterbacks are and preview Thanksgiving. What out next? 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Sports Today. I feel like Black Friday has lost a lot of its luster, Joe, because of the ability to now go on. First, it was eBay, of course. And now it is Amazon Prime, where if you're a Prime member and this is not a commercial, you pretty much get your thing tomorrow. I don't know how you feel about Black Friday. Anymore. I thought it was stupid. And I'm more appalled now that these stores are opening on Thursday night. Why can't everybody have Thanksgiving? And I feel bad for the people who have to work at these stores. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern on the Evan DSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Playing the piano behind us is great. That, that's basically our uh, that's our call line now, right? That, that's our tag. Greggy and the Jets. Yeah, there it is. Greggy! I love it. Speaking of the Jets, if you're looking for a quarterback this week, they look no further than the New York Jets. Sam Darnold out drinking at 10.30, making out with chicks, throwing touchdowns on Sunday. What else do you want in your quarterback? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The he's New a, York he's a Post. single young star quarterback living in New York. I mean, sh- should we not be celebrating this? It's actually crazy. Why? Was, why? Why was that an article? How was that journalism? It's the Post. <laughs> what? He's, he's 22 years old. He just threw a bunch of touchdowns. Wins a football game. Goes to bounce in Manhattan at like 8 p.m. or 10:30, whatever it was. It wasn't like it was 3 a.m. Yeah. It's like 8 o'clock at night. He's watching something. Night he left it. He left it like midnight with his friends, making sure he didn't Hammered. drive. He didn't drive. He did not. Didn't he had a limo drive. driving him around. Had a limo driving around. He kicked back. He's a He's legal a age. He's a hero. He didn't, he didn't sexually Simple. harass anybody. No. Voluntarily no. making out with a girl, drinking a few beers. Isn't yeah. that what, like, doing exactly, you did it exactly what he should be doing. Exactly. If he wasn't doing it's that, what, I would actually be worried for him. It's not what EY did at 22. It's not what I did at 22. Well. He just, you know, <laughs> you know, he just... Gets to do it with better-looking people, and you know, for free. <laughs> I, wonder where, limo. I wonder where Adam Gase was for all of this. <laughs> Gosh, you don't think Adam Gase was right next to him, like kicking it back, like this is the life, man. He's yeah. in New York. It wouldn't surprise me. Apparently, the Jets were celebrating like they had just won the Super Bowl because they won three games oh, dude, in a row. It was a big. It was a win. It was. It was a great win. They shut down the Oakland Raiders. Sam Darnold is going to help win people win fantasy football championships. Crazier things have happened, Greg. Blake Bortles helped win people fantasy football championships. Sam Darnold absolutely getting it done right now. A top seven quarterback in three straight weeks. At least 22 fantasy points in each of those games. He has a rushing touchdown in back-to-back games. Apparently, he has become more involved in the play calling. So he has you know, really set up the game plan beforehand with Adam Gase and Dowell Loggins. What a duo that is. But uh, apparently he has had more say in what plays he wants to call, Greg. And ultimately, it has led to him playing really well. He's done it against very good matchups. Well, guess what? He's got the Cincinnati Bengals this week. He's got the Miami Dolphins next week. Continue to use Sam Darnold, Greg. Absolutely. Sam Darnold, certainly a quarterback to use. But of this threesome here of the BFFs, not the only team's quarterback we're going to push this week. Just not yours. Don't be selfish, Frank. 
Let's talk about the Ryan Tannehill of the Tennessee Titans, huh? EY Tannehill, a fine streamer this week. Yeah, fine streamer. I mean, look at the, this guy's getting it done. This is what the quarterback position is supposed to look like when you're running the ball the, the way the Titans are running it, and you're confident with what you can do. Look at he's he's not going to win games on his own. He's not going to uh, throw for 350 yards every game or or, or scramble for for two touchdowns in every game, but he's going to scramble when he needs to. He's a decent athlete, a good runner, played wide receiver in college, and has made the throws when he needed to. That's a winning quarterback in the NFL. I feel bad for Marcus Mariota. He is a broken, broken man. Hopefully he can figure things out in the offseason, go somewhere else, maybe get a fresh start, start, and be the guy that everyone believed he was going to be. He is just not that person mentally anymore. Tannehill has taken over. He is the leading quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. And Greg, Tannehill is not just a streamer this week. I truly believe that you can start him over the next three weeks because he's got the, the Raiders coming up, the Texans. Those are defenses that you can start your quarterback against with confidence because they don't have good secondaries. Ryan Tannehill is currently first in the NFL in yards per pass attempt. This is insane. He's averaging 9.2 yards per attempt. He's third in passer rating. He's had at least 19 fantasy points in each start that he has made with the Tennessee Titans. He finishes the QB1 last week, Greg. He's averaging nearly 40 rushing yards per game over his last three. Ryan Tannehill is a legit starting fantasy quarterback, and I heard the guys talk about this on the frenzy. Someone brought it up. I think it was Jim Day. He said that he would start Ryan Tannehill instead of Deshaun Watson this week. Deshaun Watson Watson is going up against the New England Patriots. How can you argue it? How can you argue it, Craig, the way that that Patriots defense is playing right now? I'm excited to see your quarterback rankings tomorrow and see if you're arguing with it, Frank. We shall see. We shall see, indeed. Okay. Um, is there anything else waiver-wise you want to talk about before we move on to some Thanksgiving previewing? Just in deeper Superflex leagues, Andy Dalton and Devlin Hodges now starting for their respective teams. Any quarterback that is starting in the NFL should be owned in Superflex leagues. So if you need one, Andy Dalton's got some nice matchups coming up. You can throw against the New York Jets. Um, in Superflex leagues, just make sure that those guys are added, Greg. All right, there you go. EY, anybody else on the waiver wire that you want to go out and add uh, this week before we move on? For this week, uh, is someone to look at is, is Nick Foles. Um, he's got a bunch of really good wide receivers, and Tampa Bay couldn't stop me playing quarterback. I can barely even hold on to a football. My hands are small. Well, EY, that would mean that you're probably better than Matt Ryan. <sighs> <laughs> Matt Ryan, wow. Guy let what? us down last week. Sure did. He stinks. <laughs> but I'm with you. I do like Nick Foles as a stream this week against Tampa Bay. I like Matt Ryan, too, going forward, I hope. No. No? Nobody likes him, Greg. Really? Nobody likes Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz. If you had Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz, you? you should be using one of Sam Darnold or Ryan Tannehill at this point in the season. You should. And they're widely available in single quarterback leagues. Think so? Yes. Okay. I will, uh, I'm happy uh, I opened up that can of worms for you, I Greg. I will uh, <laughs> put this under advisement. Please. Be- please do. Look into it. Under advisement. Let me know what you find. I kind of got to make a decision early because Matt Ryan plays on Thursday night this week. Thanksgiving, the late night game for the second year in a row is the Falcons and the Saints. As you mentioned to me, Saints are like a six-point favorite in Atlanta, yeah? Six and a half. Six and a half. The reason they're doing it in Atlanta on a Thursday night because Chick-fil-A will be open, baby, Thursday night at the Georgia Dome or Mercedes-Benz Dome, whatever they're calling it. Uh, Chick-fil-A is open. Falcons are rocking. Hopefully Julio Jones is playing. Hopefully he is. He did not practice again today. I believe he's dealing with an illness. He was dealing with an injury uh, this past week in week 12. 
Greg, last time Matt Ryan faced the Saints was a couple of weeks ago in Week 10. Obviously, the Falcons surprised everybody, specifically the Saints, in that matchup. He only threw for two touchdowns, one interception. The Saints have allowed multiple touchdown passes in four of their last five games, but I just don't trust Matt Ryan right now, man. Again, I would go with Sam Darnold. I would go with Ryan Tannehill, the way that those guys are playing, based on the matchups that they have as well. I think Matt Ryan is... More of a low-end QB1, maybe just outside the top 12. Haven't finished my rankings yet, but you know I, I don't want to trust him in this spot. I mean, just let us down against the Tampa Bay Bucks. If you can't throw against the Bucks, how are you going to throw against the Saints? Let's see what happens with Marshawn Lattimore as well. Obviously, that will make life even more difficult for Matt Ryan, but I would try to get away from him this week, Greg. Short week, just had a clunker against Tampa Bay. I'm out on Matt Ryan. I think I like it Matt Ryan. He just throws got? the ball so many times a game, right? Like 46 pass attempts. Yeah, and they are bed. big underdogs 31, in this game. 31, 35, two weeks, you know, two weeks prior to New Orleans. I only understand um, he only had 14 and a half fantasy points, but 182 yards passing. No Marshawn Lattimore, though, again. Has he officially already been ruled out? It's unlikely he plays, is what I saw. Tannehill is 26% owned, my and thing, Sam Darnold is 40%. Like, those th- guys are widely I, 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 I like Darnold. Yeah. I think with Tannehill... Throws the ball less than 20 times a game. You need those 20 attempts to be efficient. Dude, he had 18 pass attempts last week. Correct. It's under 20. He finishes a QB1. I understand that. The QB1. No, he did not. Oh, well, Lamar Jackson. He did not. QB2. There you go. It's It's still pretty good. It's a big difference. Um, Is it though? I mean, the fact that Ryan Tannehill is finishing as a top three quarterback any week, pretty impressive. I don't know, man. I'm going to probably stick my boy around Matt Ryan. All right. Well... Can't wait till you text me Thursday night and be like, I should have listened to you, Frank. You know what? doesn't really matter. I'm 200 already, yards, already, one touchdown, two I, interceptions. I've already clinched See the it now. I already clinched the playoffs. There you go. You know what? I'll just start looking for next week. And- but how are you going to trust Matt Ryan? I mean, even looking past this game, Greg. He didn't show up against Tampa Bay. He tried. He just couldn't get it. No, out. he didn't. He even Matt Schaub threw a touchdown. He stinks. He stinks. I do like Calvin Ridley, obviously. 14 targets last week. Very good. And you can target the Saints in the slot if you need a dart throw wide receiver or if you're playing DFS. I think Russell Gage is going to have a role once again. What do we do, EY, about your boy Josh Allen going forward? Because we talked about Darnold and Tannehill and replacing quarterbacks. Josh Allen in Dallas this week, then home against Baltimore, then in Pittsburgh, then in New England. What do we do? I feel like you worry, but can you, can you replace him? I mean, the reality is, is is his real strength is running the ball or any of those guys that can stop a running back or any of those teams you worried about them stopping a running back? All of them. From running or a quarterback All from running? I don't I'm, know. I, like, it, it's a very, very interesting discussion. It's a sure. really tough question. Something we have yeah. to deal with, Frank. What do you think? I, I'm trusting Josh Allen right now. I mean, it was a tough game against Denver last week. That secondary is one of the best in the league. And Josh Allen only completed 15 of 25 passes and still finished as a top 10 quarterback from a fantasy perspective because he ran for 56 yards. He has it. He has exactly 56 yards in back-to-back games. He's starting to run a little bit more. He has four rushing touchdowns over his last four games. All you need this guy to do when he's running this much, if he gives you four, five points on the ground... All you need him to do is throw for about 200 yards, one or two touchdowns, and he's going to be a top 12 quarterback. I've got to trust Josh Allen right now, the way that he is playing. Dallas is secondary. We expected it to be one of the better ones coming into the year. You know, they've let up some production here or there. I'm trusting Josh Allen as a QB1 once again this week, Greg. All right. I think this week, I agree. Next week against Baltimore, maybe a little bit of a That gets story. a little bit tougher, yeah. Maybe a little bit of a different story. Also, the waiver wire, your boy Derek Carr in KC. No. Okay. 
Derek Carr in cold weather. We just saw what happened last week against the Jets. It's going to be cold in Kansas City this week on the road. Uh, this offense has played well. I think that they try to reestablish Josh Jacobs. I think we get a big Josh Jacobs game. I am worried about Derek Carr in that spot, Craig. All right, I mentioned Josh Allen. Before the Falcons and the Saints go, the Bills and the Cowboys go. It's your 4 o'clock Thanksgiving game. Uh, Bills are obviously in Dallas. You were talking to me before the, the show started, Frank, that you think Dallas is a little overvalued here. It's just weird to me that they were seven-point favorites. It has come down a little bit, uh, six and a half now. So if you do like the Cowboys, you might want to wait because it's still going the other way. But in general, you know, you responded to me saying that the Bills have been overrated. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I mean, the defense has played well. They're going to make life difficult for Dak Prescott. Ezekiel Elliott definitely going to be able to run in this spot. You know, much like the Cleveland Browns spoke about earlier, um, the Bills have a strong secondary, but the way to attack that defense is by running the football. So Zeke's going to have a big game. See if Amari Cooper can bounce back after, you know, that milk carton performance from last week where he put up a goose egg against the Patriots. He's got another tough one here against Tredavious White. I think if I own Cooper, I've got to use him, but it's a it's a tough spot here. Obviously, Randall Cobb has been very good, but the Bills have been strong against slot receivers as well. So I like owning Randall Cobb for the rest of the go here in fantasy football, but I don't know that I want to use him on Thursday night. Uh, Thursday afternoon on Thanksgiving. On the other side, you trust Devin Singletary, the way that he is playing, the workload that he is seeing right now. I like Beasley more than I like Randall Cobb, and obviously John Brown, just as many targets as he has seen this year. You got to continue to roll with him as a wide receiver too, Greg. All right, tomorrow on the program, we'll get into the early game that we didn't get a chance to talk about today. That's the Lions and the Bears. We'll talk about Jeff Driscoll, uh, both running backs, David Montgomery. Yeah, uh, not really and, much to talk about, Greg. And Bo Scarborough. I don't know about that. You, hey, you, you start Bo Scarborough. You talked about the show about Anthony Miller? David Montgomery You like Anthony Miller. Yeah. 20 targets over nothing. his last two games. EY, it took all season, but your boy Anthony Miller finally coming around. My boy. He's going to come back. Uh, he's probably not on any of my teams, but uh, my best ball teams are, are reaping the benefits of sticking with them. Well, you don't have a choice. You don't get a choice. You don't have a choice, but it yeah. doesn't look like Taylor Gabriel is going to play in that game. The targets have been there for Anthony Miller. You can throw on the Detroit Lions. Actually, you can do whatever you want against the Detroit Lions. Their defense has not been good this year, Greg. It's going to be interesting to see what David Montgomery can do, man, because the past two weeks have been very, very frustrating for David Montgomery. Tomorrow on the show, EY will be back. So will Virginia Zocket. She joins us on a Wednesday this week. Gives us the injury updates. We'll preview uh, as much for Sunday as we can. I know it's early. We'll get you set the best way we know how. For Eric Young and Frank Stanfield, I am Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for watching and listening to BFFs. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We, we hope. hope- Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Here's what you missed on the BFFs. Lamar Jackson is very good at football. Yeah, it would appear that way. I feel like uh, the, the the honeymoon time is over. Um, I really, I mean, he, he's changing the way the quarterback position is played. I mean, he's considered one of the best 
quarterbacks in the league right now. He had a hundred and what, 129 yards. I mean, that sounds insane, but it's just the reality of it. Um, I'm not going to talk about Michael Vick because I promised myself I wouldn't. Uh, I hate that guy's guts. It will never be over for me. I don't care uh, what anyone thinks. Uh, And Lamar Jackson is double the athlete and double the quarterback that he ever was. Michael, Michael Vick comparisons aside, Lamar Jackson is taking the league by storm this year. The perfect situation. Changing football. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Fantasy football, the perfect offensive coordinator, the perfect coach, the perfect system. Everything has come up right for Lamar Jackson. And Frank, was ta- Frank and I were talking before the show started. There is a legitimate case. I was talking about it with uh, some friends earlier. That he should be 1-1 next year. Superflex league, yep. no doubt about it. Uh, normal league, a, a standard league, a PPR league, whatever. There is a legitimate case to make, and I proved it to Frank, that he should be the first overall pick. Yeah, it's going to be a discussion, a fun one heading into next year. I tweeted this out earlier. Drink, his on-pace numbers updated. On pace for over 3,500 passing yards, 35 passing touchdowns, almost 1,300 rushing yards, which he's going to break the record. Michael Vick holds it for right around 1,050 yards. And between eight and nine rushing touchdowns. He's on pace for 8.7. So let's just give him eight rushing touchdowns. This guy is an RB1. 1,300 rushing yards and eight or nine touchdowns with a QB one. I mean, it's insane. He is breaking fantasy football. You've heard it once. You've heard it a million times. But we have to remind people that as of now, he is averaging 28 fantasy points per game. That's in four points per passing touchdown leagues. That is the highest mark among quarterbacks, among all players in NFL history. From a fantasy football perspective, I mean, this is actually insane stuff that is going on. Now, things could change in the offseason. People are talking about, you know, Greg Roman potentially getting a head coaching job. So, you know, if he has a new scheme, a new offensive system that he has to adapt to going into next year, that is obviously going to change things. But I think as of now, the way things are playing out in Superflex League, he's definitely in play for the 101 with Christian McCaffrey and... You know, even in non-Superflex leagues, just your standard, you know, half-point PPR, full PPR league, Lamar Jackson is a first-round pick, potentially even a top-five selection, Greg. It is crazy, man. He's not just a quarterback. He is a running back, a top-ten running back, a top-ten quarterback. He's awesome. Lamar Jackson's amazing. The Rams are not.